Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Moralia Python Radio. Tonight it is just Owen and myself, and we are hanging out and uh, talking about who knows what, various topics of things. Can lead and... to anything. We can talk about our joy of pennies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Owen quite likes pennies. He, and he... you all have to listen to what I have to say <laughs> because I'm the one with the microphone. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, apparently, uh, like the U.S. and Iran, we were about to go to war with um, <laughs> oh, Reptile and Chill. Really? I, I didn't understand this. What but, did they do? <laughs> well, they, well, first of all, I, I, should, I, I, I should rephrase this. I should rephrase <laughs> right. this, Owen. I should Did rephrase I do something? this. No, right. no, no, no. Right. They were going to go to war with me. They were going to oh. save you. <laughs> 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 because you chose Reptile and Chill as the, um, you know, I did. Reptile personality <laughs> of the year. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the beginning of the show was so funny, man. I love those guys. Uh yeah, they were saying about how <laughs> he was saying about how his catchphrase—it's his catchphrase to say, "Oh, oh dear, 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 dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear." Yeah, you owe them a lot of money. <laughs> I'm, uh, as of this podcast, I am, I am, I am leaving that behind. <laughs> I, 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 it I must be a host thing. Too. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just like how we're going to start pronouncing Nietzsche, right? I mean, like, you know, we, we say these things on air, but we never follow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They're, uh, they just had their podcast back from, uh, from their break. And oh. uh, the, the, they, they had a good conversation, and uh, it, was, it was really good. I, I messaged them and let them know that I, I, I thought it was great. They were talking about, you know, like, everybody gets burnt out, right? Everybody yes. gets yes. burnt out, and they get to this point where they're like, you know, uh, am I am I am I keeping because bucket sell them all? It's like that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was kind of along those lines, like you know what happens, you know, because we kind of fall into the same thing. We have the podcast, we have this, it's it's you know we have the collections and all this stuff, and you know we're, we're breeders and all you know all that that comes along with it, and um, mm-hmm. You don't want to not have reptiles because you feel that you're not legit. But I don't know. I don't think that's the case, you know, and, and they kind of had a good discussion about um, why that would or wouldn't be the case. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Do you think? Uh, I don't think you do. I mean, if you kept in the I, past, I, right? I, yeah. I mean, but how many times have we heard people who get out for personal reasons? Sure. And. Then they, they deal with what they got to deal with, and then they come back, and they come back with renewed vigor and other stuff like that. Now, now the downside is you're never going to get the animals that you had back. You know, no. even if you send a few to friends and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you're you're still gonna have those three or four animals that you're like, God damn it! Like, and that happens. It even happens with us. Yeah. If I sit here, Eric, are there animals that you wish you never sold? Oh hell yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, there, yeah. There are several that I wish. And yeah. It's, but you got to, you got to get yourself right because, you know, too many times do we see people who get burnt out by the reptiles or get burnt out by their life and it affects their reptile keeping, you know, 
they're depressed and they don't go downstairs and clean the cages or, you know, they're, they're going through a ton of stuff. So they really don't stick to their quarantine procedures because whatever, I'm not going to go sit there and do that. I'm just going to throw it downstairs with the rest of them. And if you and I have talked about it numerous times that if you are on your way out, um, that's when your stuff's like the most dangerous. Cause we've had friends who have gotten out and contacted us and like, you start finding out that their animals are sick or their mites and yeah. other stuff like that. So it's like you, you and I have talked about that. It was like the people who are getting out are the ones who you don't want to say that they've checked out, but it's almost like they have. And yeah, you know, that's where things can get a little loopy. So, you know, but, but again, if you get out, deal with it and come back, I mean, the, the reptile community is not going anywhere. It is. We're going to keep doing this. And, you know, it, it's, it can be a tough decision to make, but if don't ever put <laughs> keeping of snakes and boxes above like the health and well-being of your family and yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it was a matter of, uh, like, I didn't get the impression that there was a, there was, there was just a personal issue. It was just right. sort of like he just, you know, I, you know, I think, I think when you're doing a podcast, when you're doing, you know, like I said, when you become for, I hate saying it like this, but do like, a, like, like a personality in the reptile, you know, yeah. in the reptile hobby, so to yeah. speak, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess people, uh, what would be the word? People kind of look at, um, you know, they look at you as, as, as a somebody. And I guess maybe like for me personally, I don't know if I would, I, I, if I didn't have that, I mean, I, like we were talking about this this weekend when, yes, with, right. with Keith, Keith and, you know, yeah. Yeah. yes. And, uh, well, let me start by saying this. I said, if you ever feel like you need a, a recharge, you know, go and visit yep. one of your friends and go have a and, barbecue and, at a friend's place. <laughs> yeah. Reptiles. Go, right. go, go, go grab a couple buddies who also keep reptiles Drive a, a, a not a huge amount of time, but like a, we had it like what a two hour drive? It's about two hours, yeah. Yeah, and I had another hour by myself with my own thoughts, which is a dangerous <laughs> thing. But hey, but it's decompress, it's decompress. <laughs> um, God damn those idiots! Uh, but it's um, it's cool because the time flies, and then I we how long were we standing in Keith's kitchen before we even went and saw snakes? God, it felt like three hours. But it was like three, know. four hours. We, we <laughs> yeah. were there, and it's three, four hours. And he's like, well, you guys want to go see the car? We're like, yeah. And we checked out his car. Then we're going back. We're in the kitchen for another hour. Then he's like, we should probably go look at snakes. We're like, oh, yeah, those exist. Yeah. It's do it. And you have the recharge, and you have the the fun. I mean, you, me, and Matt have talked about that numerous times, about how we needed to do something snake related, something reptile related, something like even just the three of us go get some dinner or something like that and just chill. Yeah. And it's the recharge. Yeah. And that really helps, especially now because the collections, most breeding collections are in wintertime. Yeah. You go, you look around, you change their waters. Nobody's eating. So no one's shitting. And you leave. Like, it's just like, yeah. all right. And then you have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> you know, I think the other part of, um, you know, what what they were talking about was the fact of that we could, uh, you know, of keeping reptiles better, you know. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, like, 
And I, I, I think if you go back, and I, I think you guys used to bust my balls about this, and I, maybe it's because it just didn't come across it. I didn't portray it in the right, the right way. But you know, the whole idea that like we get to a point and this works, and then we stop. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like it's like we don't continue to grow anymore or, or learn because we've gotten to the point where we can successfully keep. You know, and for lack of. of of uh, you know, we're we're strictly talking uh, pythons at this point, uh, as far as this, as far as me and um, as far as I'm going. But you know, I right. know oh, and you keep other snakes, and so we should just say snakes. But um, yeah. it's just like uh, well, it's I, reptiles. We we gauge our success with them whether we're able to reproduce them. Yeah, and, and maybe yeah. there's more to it. You know, yeah, or. Um, because the second we get to reproducing them, we're like, good, done. Like, well, maybe there's different stuff we can do to get healthier babies, larger babies. I, I always keep thinking about blackheads, how it's like they don't have these problems in the wild, do they? <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> yeah. They're not like this in the in Australia. And, you know, it, it's just like we're just like, check, we got it, we're good. You have to force feed them. It's like, Well, that's 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 a good point. You know, me and Rob have talked about this a lot to where we'll go back and forth and we'll kind of talk about the idea of, you know, maybe you should just feed them lizards when they're young. You know, I mean, I know like a lot of the boas and stuff that he's working with, he's feeding them, you know, anoles and stuff. And, you know, yeah, you could, I guess drive yourself insane and try to get them to eat. I mean, I think of you and your Jamaican boas, not Jamaican I had boas, Dominican, uh, Dominican boas. boas. They drove me insane on many, many yes, levels. I they, remember. They broke me, okay? But can you imagine having to force feed all of them, like all 20-something pinkies? No. No. Uh, the only thing I had to do was keep a, a tank of geckos alive, and I didn't even do that well. I just kept them long enough. I kept them alive long enough to feed through the boas. Right. Like, and that was, and then after that, a couple meals of geckos and lizards and stuff. I'm just thawing dead geckos in with a bunch of pinkies, and yeah. it worked. So, I, it, people, we've had in the in herpes culture, we pigeonholed ourselves into it must eat frozen thawed European mouse or rat. And then and get frustrated when it doesn't eat it. When it doesn't, and it's like, and there's some <laughs> it's like, people, it's like there's, you know, there's some people who I, 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 I'm buying my rodents from uh, my guy at Hamburg, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, here's a bunch of mice, here's a bunch of rats, here's some quail, and I'm like, sweet, like I love quail, like I'll buy it, like what, what do you got? <laughs> what's, what's on special today? <laughs> like you know, right, box right. it up. You know, and, and and there's one girl who's like, uh, do you have any? Black mice, all black mice. He'll only eat black mice. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, huh? I, I, exactly. <laughs> and I know there are some people who, honest to God, think that there's some sort of nutritional difference or some sort of like flavor difference or sight difference that makes it that the snake is one better eating the different colored mouse and it will only eat the black mouse. And I'm like, that's not true. That can't be true. Yeah, I can't imagine that the color of the fur would ta- make the animal no, taste so different. I mean, and I don't. This is a good question. I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side. I'm gonna take a chance and say that snakes don't have taste buds. I'm just, <laughs> just gonna assume that it's not on the tongue. It's like you know, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure they just like 
cram it down their gullet and then move on. Like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I will, um, say, I will say this, that the black mice tend to be smaller than the white mice. So maybe that's that, it. I yeah. think they're a different strain or something like that. So they might be a little bit smaller. So maybe the snake prefers that because something. Maybe you shouldn't be feeding it. Scent. I would think five it's times scent. a week. The bla- I feed them five black mice a week. Dear God, leave it the hell alone. <laughs> I would think that scent makes more sense. It than, would. It would. And but, I would imagine that maybe there is a different scent. You know, like dude, a different I species. Mean, I'm sitting here and I've fed a square block of fish to my California king snake. Right. It was born and bred in captivity, uh-huh. has never seen anything in its life other than probably mice. Right. And it ate it. Did it look like it swallowed a bar of soap? It was what? weird. <laughs> <laughs> just... The going down part was kind of funky, but then when it got in there, it was just a lump. Oh, okay. It's fine. Whatever. Like, I, I fed my Blue Beauties chicken wings, like on like frozen chicken wings, like little, like you Deep fry them and cover them in buffalo sauce. Chicken wing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you'd have to, like, bread it and stuff. I, well, yeah, you know what I'm getting at. Right. And they ate those. Like, I think we do not give enough credit to that these animals will eat other stuff. And that it's just a little bit harder to get. But also, what's your rodent bill? Let's... We don't have to. We don't have to do exact numbers. Let's Ooh. just say it's somewhere in the hundreds. Yeah, it's in the hundreds. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Every like what month of other month? Probably every. Uh, it seems like every month, but I don't it know. seems some months are easier than others. But yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Coming out so, of uh, laying oh, eggs, dude, I'm not looking forward to it. That's a little I'm, expensive. I'm gonna go to my rodent guy. I think next weekend and try to give you a huge order, even though nothing's awake right now, just to put it on the freezer. <laughs> yeah, to stockpile. To yeah. Get ready. How many medium yeah. rats can you give me? Mm. Good, I'll take them all. Right. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah. But yeah. so this helps. Yeah. Why not? For sure. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I mean, like, just look at Keith. I mean, he was the, the short tail guy forever, you know, and then yeah. he just decided, like, you know what? I, I've done this. Uh, I'm going to move on, try something different, yeah. challenge myself a bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, do you feel, uh, here's a question. Do you feel that, like, once you've bred a species, is there a certain amount of times that you bred that species? Let, like, let's just say that, let, let's take the morphs out of it, right? Let's okay. let's just talk base species, right? So let's say that you've bred Maclots six times. Would you stop uh-huh. keeping them? Or would you, I mean, or Walmas? Or, or is there a difference between, say, Walmas and Maclots because you like one better than the other? Mm. Mm. I hate my Womas, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're mean creatures. I mean, let's just say that. Uh, I I'm trying to. Think. I mean, like if I were to successfully produce the Maclots weapons, I don't think I would stop having them. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who's like, oh, okay, cool, check. And then I'm going to ditch these proven breeding animals while they're still breeding under my, uh, like, way of doing things. Like, I, I would never get rid of them. Let's say, like, I bred the Max four or five times, six times, and let's say, like, the female dies. Mm-hmm. And I'm left with the lone male. It's like, well, I loved it. I liked it. It, it was really great. 
you know, do I really want to run out there and get an adult female or do I just want to raise up these two little ones that I held back and then maybe sell the male? I might do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was part of our conversation that we had with Matt and Keith was sort of yeah. like the whole, you know, and I, I've said this a million times. It's like, am I keeping this because I really like it or am I keeping or, this because it's something that I feel that gives me credibility? Like, right. you know, are ring pythons credibility for me or are they in my collection because I really like them? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I go back and forth with that. I don't know what the right answer yeah. is. I mean, I do like them. Don't get me wrong. But like one of the things that, that, that I was talking about with you guys was the fact that I don't know if I'm into snakes that eat other snakes when you breed. You know I mean? Like you put these, right, right. this, this pair together <laughs> years, you, you, you invest all this time, you know, but I could tell you this, if there was a carpet, like, like, let's just say that, uh, Imbricata ate each other. You'd I, I would that, work with it, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's just, I, 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 and, and I guess that answers my question for me, Yeah, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, that, that's just an individual question for people that they, I guess they have to answer. But, you know, as I do this more and more, it's, I don't really, I, I guess, I guess the thing you have to get out of your head is I, th I think what happens in the hobby a lot of times is like, you know, you get in and you're looking for a way to be included you know what i mean yeah. you want to be it, it, and for me it was never a, a matter of being on the same level but like just to be in the conversation just to be able right. to be in the conversation is uh, or even just listen to the conversation is 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 important you know what i mean I, like i could have listened to the three of you guys just talk all night and not said a word Mm -hmm. And I would have been just as content because to me, that's like, it's like school. You know what I mean? You're like, you're checking in and you're like, okay, I'm listening to these guys that are bred for years and they have all this knowledge. And like, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there and you're, and you're just, you're going back and forth and having conversations about experiences and one thing leads to another. And next thing you know, you're talking about, I mean, at one point we were talking about, we're going from birds to <laughs> you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, just crazy shit that we were talking about, but all circles back again, back to uh, keep it reptiles. And, you know, yeah. do you need, do you have to have a certain species in order to be included in that conversation? Like, do you need bolt? Like Bowens is a good example. Like that's a perfect right. example of like this super expensive uh, animal that like, are you getting it because you really like the Bowens Python or is it because, you know, if you breed this, that you automatically sort of get a certain level of credibility? Like if we look at us herping, right? Mm -hmm. Owen Pelly Python, you know, when we found that, obviously it gave us a certain amount of credibility uh, for us taking trips to Australia, right? Because right. we found a snake that not a lot of people find. But even if we wouldn't have told anybody, I would have just been ex as excited between between us. You know what right. I mean? Like, I to me, that would have been fine. Um, I didn't have to go and and, and scream it from the rooftops. Um, it's like it's like how we found Bigfoot wandering around, and we had to swear <laughs> secrecy. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh man, Yowie! <laughs> what, what the hell was it called? <laughs> We were... Well, that's, that happened. Yeah, We took an oath, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two episodes in and I already blew it. But it, I get that. And, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, it, 
if there's a certain type of animal or certain, let's put it this way. Um, if I breed water pythons, they're on my list of get the hell out of my room. <laughs> so it's like, right. So that would be at the, least, well, there at you least go. the pair I have. <laughs> so let's put it this way. The female, if I can replace her, <laughs> right. I'd be all right. right. But eventually you have the point where, you know, you're going to need to decide if species need to come or go or if stuff needs to get rid of, or you have to tone down this species because you have these species. And it's really all that you, what are you all about? Like, eventually I'm going to have carpet pythons that will supplant their parents, grandparents, things like that. So then you can decide to sell the old breeders or you can decide to sell the new kids because you don't have the space to keep everybody. And that's something you have to deal with. Um, uh, the other thing you could have to deal with is that you have this one species that's never been breeding for you, and your core species is breeding like crazy, and you have this really cool project that you just built up out of your own stuff. So do you keep the water pythons who try to bite you all the time and don't breed and stare at you sideways, or do you keep you clear out those cages to make room for the Brisbans when they get bigger? Right. This is currently something that's haunting me right now. But um, and, and all of this changes when the rough scales breed because then everything needs to leave. Everything gets the hell out of my room. It's <laughs> nothing but rough scales. And so it's it's hard. And we always talk about how first you get a rack and then you're shocked with how fast you fill up the rack. Then you get a corner of a room and you're shocked with how much space you keep up taking then you get a room cool then you get like a basement floor Mm -hmm. then you get a building Mm -hmm. yeah i think the struggle the struggle for me is is that you know we've talked a lot a lot about you know we've had various guests talk about it i've also talked about where um like the the Let's, for lack of a better word, let's call it the art of snake keeping, right? right. Um, it hasn't advanced as much as other reptiles um, or amphibians in the hobby. And now that it kind of is, it almost feels like, if I'm being honest, like part of me sort of fights it. And like part of me is like, I struggle with the idea of being a breeder so that you know, I can keep this in a rack, let's say. Right. And am I doing right by the animal? Should I not be a breeder? But, you know, the, 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 I guess the the thing you have to really, I mean, you can be a breeder and have a smaller collection. Um, yeah, of course. But I, See, I think all of us reptile people have that... <laughs> For lack of a better word, hoarding tendency. You know, kind what I, mean? of, I would agree because let's put it this way: other animal breeders don't have this problem. You know, if I bred German shepherds, right, I would not have 120 German shepherds. Correct. I would have my two really good bloodlines, and then when my old guy was getting up there, I maybe have two or three, and then you sell every puppy every year. Right. And that's just how it goes, right. and. You know, rarely would you ever go get a giant ass farm and fill it with fucking dogs. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> some <but> people. people <laughs> some people but, do. Yeah, but compare that to how many people 
will literally just fill a house with reptiles. And you and I are two of these people. Yeah. Like, we're not saying it's wrong. We fully, we smell our own. <laughs> like, you know, we yeah, admit yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's, it, yeah. it's just one of those things. Yeah, I think this is just an honest conversation about, like, of course. you know, uh, like, yeah, and I, I you know, again, I, I've said it for years. I don't know, like, you, you kind of look and you see your snake that doesn't move for for days. Um, and you're like, okay, well. Eric, that means it's dead. <laughs> it's kind of in the same spot there. Yeah. It's just chilling, waiting for food, I guess, yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't smell, so I it's thought, weird, it, right? I thought I it was good. <laughs> it doesn't do a shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and and is it that way because of um, the fact that, you know, um, that's its nature. you're not providing it with uh, what's what's the word that um, enrichment enrichment, you know, no, I, I, here's the thing. And that's that's the that's the two edges of the blade here. Is it sitting there because it's bored out of its tiny little snake mind and it doesn't know what to do? Or is the other side of it is that the reason they move so much in the wild is because wild is very harsh and not very forgiving place yes and you have to constantly move to find where you can survive you know it's like when you're in australia nothing would come out during the daytime why because you die if you come out in the daytime they'd wait for you to cool down then they do all their moving hunting and do whatever they got to do because they got to make sure that they're bedded down before the sun comes up because otherwise they're going to cook and that's just how it works so these cages, you got to remember, we have cages, we have racks, we have other things that have the heat that they require. Also, food apparently will just wander into their home. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's put it this way. If you could live in your house, and I told you you didn't have to worry about any kind of bills or anything like that, and the doorbell would ring and present to you your food, like, you know, it's, all right, why the hell do I got to leave? Right. As long as I could get outside, complex. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a little bit more complex we might get bored but these right. things are they're also you're also dealing with the minds of predators well you know yeah so like i go back to the the old terry phillips saying is like just because rattlesnake just because it snows in the rattlesnakes um distribution area right. doesn't mean you put snow in its cage right you know what i mean like yeah you want to replicate the natural environment and that's all well and good but do you like how far is that? And the one thing I did learn from going to Australia is about just like you just said, the micro micro habitats that right. these animals are living in. Like, you know, just like you said, I mean, when it's 106 degrees Fahrenheit during the day, um, yeah, you're not going to see nothing. You know, maybe maybe a monitor here, too. But think about that, like monitors in captivity. And, and this is something that, you know, me, you, Keith and Robert talked about when we were on the trip. You know, remember that monitor that we saw when it was crossing the, the, the road and it ran yeah, it into the tree? Yeah. I mean, that thing was like overheating and you could tell it was overheating. And, you know, everything that we know about monitors in captivity says that they're under a bulb that's a hundred and you know fifty degrees or something you know what I mean? like they need a right. hundred and fifty degree basking spot and I don't know I, I think sometimes I don't know I ha- I have to think more about this but I think that there's definitely like you're never gonna be able to re- replicate Northern Territory Australia in a box. It's just Nor should you though. That's the problem. Right. It's yeah. 
you're you're just trying your best but go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 i was but, yeah exactly what you're saying like yeah. you, you 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 have to look at the two differently and i think that i like the idea that more and more people are coming to the realization that they don't have to breed Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a great thing for the hobby because I think that's one of the things that, you know, um, people often get caught up in. Like they think that, you know, in order to be somebody in the hobby that they have to breed. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. You just have to be a good person. You have to be a cool person. You know what I mean? Don't like, be a dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could have three snakes and not be a dick and people will like you. But if you're a dick and have a, you know, well, well we know a few of them who have tons yeah. of snakes and, like, you're still a dick. <laughs> exactly. You can do two different things. You can either be, you can have five snakes and, and be one of those crazy people that says they all respond to your voice and they'll come to you when called. Or... You can be, you can have a guy who's got a million billion snakes, and he can be a dick. Like there's, it doesn't matter how many you have or what you have or what you breed or what you do. It, it all depends on how you treat everybody else in the hobby. And sometimes you get away from it. Sometimes I've gotten away from that. Sure, and it's it's yeah, hard. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it really is one of those things. So it, it which you know, <laughs> one of the reasons we even started Carpet Fest was to get everybody out from behind the computers out from to meet each other and to converse and to hang out and to build relationships. It's the whole point. Yeah. I think uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. We'll, we'll open up that <laughs> box later. Okay. We'll let's open up that, we'll open that, that Pandora's box later. Okay. So it's, it, it's just like, it's one of those things where, um, it just in, you enjoy it. If you aren't enjoying it anymore, or if you don't enjoy that species anymore, don't bother with it. Don't even worry about it. Just, And again, you don't have to necessarily breed. If your thing is, I'm going to set up my geckos. And that's one thing. we Keith had this fish tank like embedded in the wall of his living room. Yeah. And it was cool that as was a really fish tank. Cool. Yeah. It was really cool as a fish tank. But all I kept thinking about was, why isn't that like a knobtail tank? Like, why, <laughs> why aren't there like little knobbies running around in that tank? Or right. like, you know, something else really kind of cool. And that's just me because, you know, fish are awesome. But I I, I would murder fish like real bad. It, yeah. Um, Owen only likes fish on a bun or on a, on bun. a plate. <laughs> that's it. On, yep. On, yep. On the barbie. It's like, so it's. It's like that. I would. Uh, it's cool, and you know, some people are all about building that kind of stuff. Some people are all about this. Some people are just really obsessed with their one or two animals. You don't really need that many. Yeah. Don't yeah. go crazy. Sure. Yeah. Or you can if you want. Yeah. I mean, or if you, you can, know. you want to go ahead. Yeah. We don't care. Just right. do it. Right. Let's talk about Keith's place. Um, yes. So, for I guess if you. Don't understand what we're talking about. You live about. under a rock. Yeah. Me, Owen, Matt Minitola uh, took a ride up to uh, Keith McPeak's place. Um, and this is the first time that I was there. I think this yep, is the first time too. you were there. Okay. Yep. And um, we just went up to to, uh, to hang out, uh, to check out his, his collection um, and just, uh, you know, um, 
I guess after you've been in the uh, in the outback with uh, with somebody, <laughs> did you hear how he introduced us to his daughter? These are my Owen Pelly brothers. Yes, <laughs> how great was that, man? <laughs> yeah. I, I told you that getting that those matching tattoos on our chests was really a, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did it. Uh, what at the the bus stop in Australia? Yeah, it was all right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Rob's but... blood infection was so worth it. So yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, like we said, we just we hung out, we we talked, and um, but uh, then we went down and we looked at his uh, collection. And um, man, I got to tell you, I get the tree boa thing. I, I yeah, I, I totally yeah, understand was... why people uh, geek out about them. Um, there's there's some really really cool uh, things that uh, he's doing with uh, you know. I mean, he had tons of of emeralds. Um, yeah. Um, but I think probably I don't know. I think my probably my favorite was the blackheads. I, I just yeah. He, he bought that's a, the problem is you, you, in somebody like Keith's room. You're it's like, hard to pick I a really, favorite, really, right? Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, man, I really like the emeralds. I'm like, yeah, those anaconda phase were really cool looking because I've never seen like an anaconda phase up close. Yeah, everybody's got green and white freaking emerald tree bows. This one's got green on green. And it's like, and I'm like, oh, I understand why they call it an anaconda phase now. It has the same damn spots as an anaconda. Yeah. This makes sense now. Um, <laughs> there were uh, all his, uh, there was a, some really cool Amazon tree bows. Those like uh, Calco's ones he showed us. Yeah. The, really yeah. cool. The tiger ones. Um, I the, particularly like the uh, Russian burger eye. Uh, yeah. One that was, yeah. that was a pretty cool snake. Um, the blackheads were really cool. He's got some uh, uh, children's pythons, babies. Mm-hmm. Um, his those hog islands. Yeah, yeah, that were cool. He had like yeah. a lot of locality boa constrictors that yeah. were, were really were really sharp. And like, and he actually took the time to explain to idiots like you and me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, they're like, those are really good widow peaks. And I'm like, the hell is that? And he's like, these, these are widow peaks. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> This makes yeah, sense now. <laughs> yeah, all those little little things that I never would have would have. No, hell no. You know what I mean? mean? I never would have known, but now now I know. You know. So. Uh, just so everyone is clear, it's a boa. It's uh, when I look at red tails. There's one. Oh, that's another one. That one's kind of gray, like. Oh, that one's neat looking. Right. And then people are like, oh, and those are four different localities. Oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. That's 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 how we're. I know Warren is probably like bashing something right now and i apologize so, <laughs> um, um, but it's just like and i mean um the blackheads were cool the womas were really cool um, yeah that was cool because i have uh all babies right yeah from it's from always the, cool seeing the parents yeah yeah and uh definitely seeing where those traits come in um mm-hmm. Of course, you know the the uh, the Bolins that he had, um, and the setup that he had for the Bolins, man. What the hell? It's just it's, like <laughs> tunnels. So cool. <laughs> it goes like, into the other in, room. You know exactly. We're in one room, and he's like, "That's the tunnel that takes them into the cold room." And he, yeah, he's the male's probably already in there. Female's jammed up in a corner at a light where it's like she's on a stick that you can't ever imagine being able to support. A bull and I, and she's just up there, and you're like, "Oh, all right, well, that is a big snake." Yeah, they're impressive, man. I forgot I uh, how impressive they are. I remember we saw one at iCast. That's the first one I ever saw in person, and this that was a younger one though. These are these were adults. Yeah, we, we way different. Them, we can pull them out. It, 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 
were we afraid of them? <laughs> no, I, I didn't I, even I ask to pull them out because I, I remember either. when we were in Australia, you know, Keith and Gavin were talking right. about like not disturbing them during breeding season. Them, right. Yeah, so right. that's why we don't I, be, you don't want to be the guys that are the that Keith didn't get it. Exactly. <laughs> Keith didn't make Keith didn't get eggs this year because the dickheads from NPR showed up pissed <laughs> off the female. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Look at no. Um, super sensitive snakes. Super sensitive. Sorry. Yeah. You know, let's go bother a boa constrictor. They're bulletproof. Yeah. But no, it was cool. But I liked Keith's setup. Um, it reminded me a lot of the setup I had in my mom's place. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, it's, uh, it's an aisle <laughs> like yes. in between yeah. a bunch of cages. There's no safe place to hide. It's right. like, I did like he had, um, he had his uh, baby Amazons in these um, sort of like think of the the uh, footprint of a six quart tub, but like double oh. the size mm-hmm. in height, um, which were were perfect for you know arboreal baby arboreal snakes. Um, yeah, it was very, um, very very cool. He had a ton of perching for them that were easily removable. He was like holding these perches as these like huge animals were just sitting on the other ends like what's happening like they weren't doing anything yeah and then he would like do stuff and put the perch right back and then the snake would like not move and they're like oh all right glad that's over like it's and that's just the way it was um then he then he showed us his incubator that he built built and i'm like i feel like such a chump with my pepsi fridge He's got like the LEDs that change different colors in there. He goes, I can make it like green and flashing when people come over. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, they, I know you could keep doesn't mean you should. Like, I, but. yeah, but I mean, just the amount of thought that went into his his construction of that was was pretty was pretty awesome. But I, I have to share this with everybody, and I know that Keith probably said this when he was on the show before when we talked about walma python eggs. But you know, with walma pythons notoriously have a problem with their eggs either you know right. going bad during incubation because they get too wet or whatever the case would be so i asked keith specifically i was like keith can you show me what you do so basically he's taking like um i want to say he's taking like a 15 quart tub yes um was the size of it similar to that size uh and basically he's getting like that uh, light diffuser grating uh, great um and he's putting that in the bottom with no substrate Nothing. Absolutely right. just tub, light grating, puts the eggs on top, and then he has a bowl in the, in the one corner of the tub uh, filled with water. And that was it. Yep. Um, and then he also said that uh, he'll, he'll put, um, I guess he puts like holes in the tub um, and then like he puts tape over the holes. And if he needs, you know, depending on what's going on, he, he removes that. But, uh, you know, it's cool that... Um, David Brahms, he now has um, something that he made that's basically the same thing. But, you know, I mean, if you just don't want tape and you want to be, you know, more legit looking, I guess. And that's mm-hmm. not even the right word, but you know what I mean. You know how Thanks. certain people have OCD and they want things to look a certain way? He has, he, I don't know if they're for sale yet, but he has like this little little thing and it has like four or five holes in it and you can slide it over with the amount of holes you know you want to have i guess it depends on that what point of the incubation that you're in at you know what time yeah. frame you're in 
<clears throat> but it, yeah, that was cool, man. That was really cool. So if you're reading Wilma's this year, like you own, hopefully you I'm get trying. Two mags. Now you know what to do. Well, I mean, it's up to it's it's really right now at this point it's not really up to me. We have to get to the we have to get to the, the point actual where they'll eggs? give me the eggs. Yeah. Well, then it's then it's all Owen's problem. Like we have to get there. So. Yeah. Um. And I've told you that you know she's after the male Wilma, dude. She doesn't like him, and she thinks he's no good and doesn't breed. So I'm, this is his last chance, last year, last year to prove himself before you know I can't keep her at bay anymore. It's going to make me ditch him. Right. So, yep. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you never know. We'll see. But uh, hopefully, you, how's the rest of your season going this year? So uh, I got a ton of locks from the carpet pythons when we had that little warm-up this weekend. Yeah. Um, And then we're supposed to get snow Saturday. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. So, uh, at this point, I'm probably going to be have the room at its lowest temp this week. I think that happens this week as we drop into, um, I think we're getting close to like 68 or something like that at nighttime. Maybe um, I'll have to double check it. And then at that point, dude, like I'm down there for like two weeks and then we start warming up. So, okay, which is, you know, stupid because. We've barely had winter, <laughs> yeah, gonna, and we haven't like done February or March. But um, you know, it's I think maybe next year. I, I you know we always talk about how we stop feeding in October and we start, um, or, or we stop feeding in November or something like that, and then we start pairing and cooling in December. I might literally feed all the way through till November or like end of November and then stop feeding all of December pair up and cool down in January and then just ride out February, March. Cause that's, that's when the cold weather's here. Right. It's not here in Pennsylvania in December and January anymore. So doing what we were doing is not really playing to our strengths. We kind of had the freak snowstorms and maybe the cool weather, but we're going to have a much harsher February and March than we are January. So, yeah, that seems to be the, the way it goes. So, <clears throat> Yeah, um, I'm with you, and that's kind of what I did this year. I waited till mm-hmm. Jan- the beginning of January to start pairing. So, and it's funny. I remember Nick used to do the same thing, and would say every year, you know, we usually have them on at some point right before we go to break. And at that yeah. point, back then, we would be uh, paired, you know, pair, pairing yeah. things up, and he'd be like, "I haven't even, you know, begun to think about that," you know. But yeah. Um, School. Which, you know, if you think about it, if you got an extra month or two of feeding your snakes, who knows what that would help? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I was looking at it. And um, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But to me, it was always like just the weather itself. It just seemed to like you got more action when we're seeing more snow. Like snow is to me is the is the, as soon as yeah. you hear the word snow, I hate it and love it. I hate it because of my job and everybody has to get milk and bread and like. Like they're gonna the make world. French toast in the like. Yeah, you know, I don't understand. Yeah. Why is it always eggs, milk, and bread? I don't Why know. Why is it those three things? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing when like when you lose power in your fridge? The milk and the eggs are the first things to go. Like. The eggs I get, the milk and the bread, I don't I I, I love like, the bottle. There would water. be so much other things I would buy besides bread and and milk. You know. 
I also love that they like I, I used to go to the Walmart and all the bottled water would be gone. I'm like, why do we need the bottled water? Like why <laughs> like how many times has water been like, oh God, it's gone? Like, I mean Yeah. Plus if you like I had um the uh uh I had the connection between my house and the street freeze. I called a guy. They came over. They popped up the open the water main, shoved the heater thing down there. Twenty minutes later, everything the water's flowing again. And he goes, "All right, you're good." Like that's. Thank God I had several bottles of water for that half hour that I needed. Like, <laughs> right. You know, <clears throat> it, it's it's it is what it is. But I mean, people tweak like that. And to be honest, is if you live in the Northeast, um, and you haven't learned it yet, many places like Walgreens and. And CVS carry all the shit you need for a winter storm, and no one goes there. They go straight to like Acme, Shoprite, places like that. Right. You can just go to that small convenience store, and there's no line, and then you leave. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I love the the business. It keeps me <laughs> it keeps me with a job. But I think the thing that that when it comes to that, I know we're going on a tangent, but we are. The the uh, the thing that gets me with that is is like I always thought that the whole idea of you coming out before the storm so that you don't have to go out in the storm. Yes. But the yes. same idiots that came rushing out stayed in line for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes or whatever, and they're all pissed off and everybody's angry and everybody hates the world and da 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 da. And then they come out the next day. And I'm just like, huh? Like oh they yeah, forgot we forgot they this. So panicked. Like, dude, exactly. You couldn't have like you couldn't have like just said like. Nah, Listen, you know, we dude, got I, peanut butter, exactly. got the jelly. Looks like we're only having peanut butter sandwiches today. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Sucks bread. <laughs> like you know, I got the I, milk. <laughs> I've been in blizzards. It, if you look outside, you're like, well, whatever we got in the house, it's what we're eating. We're not doing shit. And, you know, it's funny. It's like the average person in the U.S. Like, you look inside their fridge or their, you know, I mean, there's tons of food that you Pantry? don't, yeah. you oh, don't yeah. even use. Oh, yeah. I'm just like saving it for a snowy day. But just yet, in case. You never use it. <laughs> but anyway. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how we got on that. But it just went that way. Oh, yeah. My love-hate relationship with the snow. So... But, you know, it wasn't until I started breeding snakes that I just like, okay, yeah, bring on the snow, bring on the snow, you know, so, so here we are. So this Saturday, hopefully we get some, some good action, but I've been getting a lot of action too, yeah. um, which is, uh, which is a good sign. So, um, it's you always know. makes me feel good when I put unproven males with females and then I see them locked and I'm like, okay, <laughs> There's Thank like, God. There's like yeah. a 99% chance that you're a male. I mean, yeah, granted, there's possibility that, you know, uh, I think we've... Who was it that saw two males breeding? Uh, I don't know, but I've seen... It, it happens in monitors because they'll do, like, dominance and stuff like that. But, I mean, like you, like you said, it's like 99.9%. If, if they're locked, one of them is a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, especially when you have a proven female. Like to me, that's always the good thing. It's like, oh, okay, proven female. Put this one in. Ah, oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. oh, it's locked. Yes, male. Okay, move on. You know, so. <laughs> but uh, how many clutches do you think you're gonna have this year? I don't even want to get into that. Oh I don't even, boy. Uh, nope, nope. Don't even. I told you, like I'm doing thirty something pairings, <sighs> and you know I suck at this. But holy uh, shit, dude. You know the problem is, is that. Um, I'm being horribly abusive to the Collierbreds because I was kind of babying them the last couple of years 
this year I'm like, enjoy 50 degrees. I'm like, you know, it's like, right. <laughs> I put a ton of mulch in those cages and they're doing fine. Um, it's, it's one of those things where breeding colubrids and the breeding pythons, you, you touch a python, you're like, Oh, you're a little cool. All right. It's okay. You know, it'll be 84 when the sun comes, when, when the timer clicks on and your panel warms up, you know, whatever. Right. Go in the other room and you touch a pine stick. You're like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm, I'm killing you. Oh, you're so cold. And they're like flicking their tongue and staring at you. And I'm like, Oh, you're hungry. Like, you know, it's like, right. what the hell is this? <laughs> right. So, um, it, it's just, it's weird, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful for a couple things. Um, hopeful for a lot of eggs. Uh, you know, we'll see, dude, I, at this point, I'm just going to be happy with whatever comes. Um, so what if you get all 30? No, no, that'll never happen. So if you get all 30 and let's say, what's your average clutch size? 13? Don't do this. Don't, no, don't play with these numbers. Cause you know, my numbers are bad. <laughs> That's 390 um, babies, bro. I don't want to <laughs> something along those lines. Yes. Oh God, dude. I was Again. pulling my hair out with, with. Again, clutches. again, I will never hit these numbers. I think the biggest I've ever gotten is I think I got into like 120, something like that one year. And that was that was the year where I'm like, <laughs> there's one egg left to hatch and I have one bin left. Thank God I twins. Mother. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's, you know. I, I, I put the pairs together to the point where I know I'm not going to get them all. And also, you know, I, I do have, uh, I had such few, so few babies from last year that actually altered my plans for this year. Um, I had a lot of, I still have a lot of tigers, Posset Xanax kicking around. So okay. I didn't do any tiger to Xanax stuff this year. I threw everything to, you know, Exanic to Exanic, like I got the Exanic Jag is breeding with the head Exanic female because whatever, and I got the other head Exanic breeding with the Caramel Jag head Exanic. Okay. Um, and then I have the one other Exanic breeding to my Post Super Caramel Jag. So, cool. Okay. Why not? But I wasn't going to repeat the pairings. Like I still have the only baby bread lie, hundred uh, percent head stone ash that I sold. Right. are the ones that you took and the ones that one other person took. So I had had the stone wash in with the female, the other female bread lie, different than uh, Raven, who's mother of all my bread lie. Okay. I gave her the year off. And those two animals were on opposite ends of the cages from like day one. So I pulled him. Like, I'm like, you're not doing anything. And I don't need any more het stone wash babies because more people have asked me for normal male bread lie because they just want pets okay so i chucked in my proven male normal okay yeah man whatever like you know go go did i'd rather be like they're like oh i don't really want to head stonewash well lucky you (laughs) (laughs) i have these over here like it's just one of those things of you want to offer variety plus i have the projects that i want to produce established like I want the caramel head exanic jag and the head exanic to hit. If they hit and I get a exanic caramel jag, okay. 
that's mine. You guys can all look at it. Like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I want some Xanax Jacks, I want stuff like that. Like, so uh, I have my Posh Super Caramel going to my Tiger. Like, um, and that's the, uh, that's the Ted Thompson Tiger Boy. So oh, okay. it's got that good gold color. And I'm like, okay, all right, we'll see how that goes. So there's a lot of that stuff. And then I have like other projects where I'm like, you guys are just to see what comes out. Case in point, there's a uh, caramel tiger het albino going to an albino. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> a caramel het albino going no, no. to it's a it's a um, citrus tiger head albino. Okay, citrus tiger head albino going to an albino. I have no idea what's going to come out, but whatever. That'll be cool. I'll be interested to see what happens with that. <clears throat> yeah, but those, those are those are the the carpets are like the cool projects, and I want to get the cool animals to produce and to breed and to further my own carpet collection. I don't really, I'm, I'm not chasing morphs anymore. I'm like I'm not doing this. Like I, I have one jungle pairing that's going this year. Um, I have my zebras on breeding loan, talons on breeding loan. It's like whatever. But the olives have been locking up. And that I'm excited about. The Team Wars have been, they haven't been locking up, but I haven't seen them. They're like hiding and together. So right. who the hell knows? Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get roughies this year, but they're there and we're trying. So who knows? Kribo uh, might be going this year. Vietnamese Blue Beauty might be going this year. It's like uh, there's a bunch of little things that I'm excited about. It's a whole, and I would love to just have, I'd love to have to set up my baby racks with having to choose like which five or six from each clutch am I going to hold back and keep and raise and sell? And what else do I have to just let go? Like, I'd love that to be a problem. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I got some, I think, I think the season for me will be will be pretty decent, um, but you know, uh, I have most of the stuff that I hope that goes is yeah. basically uh, um, all uh, poplin carpet stuff. You know, um, just because coastal. Yeah, I got some. I got some cool stuff. It, it, you know, it was it was pretty it was pretty neat today. Uh, you know how like on Facebook you, you're stuff that happened years and years ago popped up mm-hmm. and um on uh <laughs> on facebook uh my like original citrus tiger female the first one i bought like the real first expensive carpet that i bought mm-hmm. showed up on there and i was like oh shit i for- i mean i forgot how good she looked even as a baby i mean in the shot she was maybe a year old or something like that and I mean, she's just a beast. And I I joked around and I called her the gamma of tiger carpets because <laughs> it just seems that she's just this beautiful um, animal that whatever she produces, you know, she produces just amazing, amazing snakes. And I've, I've bred her um, so many, I, I think I've bred her 
five clutches she's produced for me. I, I know she's produced. She was the one that the one year she produced the one egg, and I was like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> like so bummed out. Like okay, um, she's produced straight citrus tigers, the two pairings of um, the ones that are head albino. Um, she also produced. Um, I bred her to a zebra jag, a caramel zebra jag. Um, so she's she's produced some some pretty cool shit. Um, but man, that snake is just I love that snake. And I guess when like you see her, the thing, and you can see it in in her in particular, you can see that gray that's on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is what stood out to me about how awesome of a snake she was. So. I shared it over on Instagram and on my Facebook page just so people could see it, but I thought it was thought it was badass. Um, she was so freaking small back then, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's funny when you think about that stuff because I have that one picture of Trinity uh, curled up around my thumb uh-huh. with her head on my thumbnail, and it's like her, her little baby head doesn't take up the whole thumbnail. And now she's like seven feet long. She's the mother of five six clutches grandmother of like two or three it's like dear god it's like after a certain point you're just kind of in awe over the whole thing yeah and it's really cool especially when like i'm sitting here and uh um you hatched one female from the one group uh i hatched one two uh three four five of the other, like the other pairs and the other things, there's like four or five that I hatched uh-huh. that are in the pairings. In one pair, I hatched both, <laughs> like right. the, the male and the female. Um, and it's just cool to think about it, and it's just cool to see it. And right. you look at them where they're at, and then it, it's really cool also to see. So you see the the pit animals that you're breeding that you raised up, and then you look at the next rack. And those are the animals that you're raising up. And then you look at the next rack, and those are the babies that just hatched. And some of them are your holdbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, it's it's a never-ending. <laughs> so that's why I need a building. <laughs> yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Then all the problems will be solved. You'll be able to have cages and lots of snakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Done. Yeah. Totally. Just need a farm, you know. <sighs> one day. One day. Right? One day. Yeah. yeah get there um well that's a question i mean when you're doing females like that do you usually go back to back to back years or do you take do you do a certain amount and then take off um i'll do two years and then they have the option of a third and if they're doing real well and everything's doing great body wise and egg wise and stuff like that they can have they'll do the third year but then they get the fourth off okay and then at the end of their year off i depend you know, we look at them before we put them back in the breeding rotation. So, um, Raven's a really good example. She produced the first clutch of bread I ever had. And then, uh, I moved and she took like two years off herself. And then I got another clutch of bread out of her. And then, uh, I got the stonewash bread out of her. So okay. she's had two years in a row. That's why she was getting this year off regardless. Um, and she looks okay. I mean, uh, I didn't really put the food to her like I would have if I was breeding her, um, but I definitely want to get her uh, fed over the summertime because then I'm going to consider what we're going to do with her. Um, depending on how well the sales of het stone washes go, we might do that or we might just 
go back to breeding normal bread lie with her. It's fine by me. I don't care. So whatever. Yeah. We, I think at some point we talked about them over the weekend and just like how cool just regular bread lie are, they man. Are. They're so badass snakes, man. I know. It's like, it, it, it's like, and I'm thinking about, uh, this is how, this is how, you know, I have too many baby snakes that need to get out of my house. Thinking about doing a show. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, like, you know, you always bring the one adult animal to kind of jazz up the table, show everybody what's going on. I was thinking about actually bringing both the Stonewash and Raven because they could both fit in one display and being like, look, Mom, Dad, what's the Stonewash look like? That one. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it looks like and that kind of stuff. And that helps. So uh, maybe I think I missed the cutoff for Oaks, um, but I'll try to figure out some other show to go to. The next coming months. Yeah, how many shows do we have around us? Uh, I don't know what's your what's your radius. Well, like Pennsylvania, like Pennsylvania, Delaware, New York. Right. So around us, we have, of course, Hamburg, which right. is every other month. Right. We have Oaks at the Greater Oaks Expo Center in Philadelphia. That's I think every other month. Um. Then if you want to go further, we also have the York and Lebanon show out in York, Pennsylvania. Um, Then if you want to go into the other states, the Havre Grace, Maryland show, that's usually every other month. But now there's two shows being run out of the same building, uh, kind of run by two different people. And like one month, it's one guy. The next month, it's the other guy. Um, So it really kind of depends on what you're doing there. In New York, we have the White Plains show, and that is – I don't even know. I don't want to say it's every other month. I think it's like every couple months, but they usually have set times for uh, White Plains. Um, I don't know about too many in New Jersey because of all the restrictions. I don't think New Jersey is one of them that has reptile shows, uh, but that's about it. I mean there's not really any in Delaware. Um, that's about it. I think if you want to go further, I mean, there's still City Reptile Show out in Pittsburgh. There's a few other things out towards the whole Pittsburgh area. So, yeah, it's a lot of shows. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I keep go back and forth on whether or not, you know, to do a show or not do a show. But I think it would be cool to do a show because, to be honest with you, we're kind of like at this thing with Tinley. It's like... I think... I, I, I get what you're saying. I think it'd be cool to do a show if you did it with like a friend. If you, me, and Matt got tables at like Oaks, that would be In a row, I think it'd be okay. I think we we'd have fun. I think it'd be okay. You know, where I always hated it when it was just me, and I was just like, this sucks. So, right, we can we can set up across from Port City Pythons and throw things at them. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> and and look at that way it's not i know it's not like a weekend show so you don't really get to ha- hang out and have fun but you get to go home after <laughs> you get to, get to go sleep in your own bed <laughs> yeah man it's not like 20 hours to get to you know what i mean so yeah i'm with that i'm with that so yeah, maybe maybe I'll make the uh, make the make the jump because I I got a lot of babies. I gotta I gotta move some babies for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I always put it off during this time of year because uh, it's, uh, it's I can't ship, so I don't really, right. really push it. So maybe if I do a show or something, but 
you know, with Tinley now, if you're not doing March, it's kind of like you can't get, can't into, get October. into October. Yeah. And we don't do March, and it's not because we don't want to, but it's it's more or less traveling with snakes, and it's freaking, you know, snowing and it's cold. What if you break that? You know what I mean? There's just too many what-ifs yeah. in that scenario. So, uh, mm-hmm. I went out to March the one time with Andrew without you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you've seen Andrew's big old truck. Yeah. Um, he's... He, he was, I was driving it, and we got to a certain point where they took us off the turnpike because of the snow. And we were, like, slip sliding and going up ramps that like, two miles an hour and, like, stuff like that. So it can get, depending on the weather, it can get pretty treacherous. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's not something you want to mess around with. Nobody wants to die on the way to a snake show. But, you know, also going out twice a year. Certain jobs might not let you do that. Certain things might let you get that. I mean, I understand if you're maybe more senior and you could just set your vacation time aside, but that's also, you know, family to consider and other stuff. It's, it can be difficult. Um, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just don't like how the shows don't, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying they don't take care of the vendor, but at the same time, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, God damn it, man! You, you know, like the only reason you're having a show is because of the vendors that are there. So yeah, there, there are a lot of shows that do this thing where it's like if you don't sign up for the next one, your table's gone, and you can't get <laughs> back in. And but, but I also know there are shows that if you, if they like you or you're a good vendor or you bring something new other than the same like ball python corn snakes or you're not trying to fix somebody's basement and you call them and they have a space available, they'll let you know. So I do know they take care of you. But the other problem is you got to think of it is that it is a business. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. You know what I mean? And they're, they gotta, they gotta make sure that if a table's empty, that's money that wasted. But, but is it, you know, it's just like, um, you know, whatever you're doing, like, you know, with me running retail, right? You know, we're competing against, you know, Amazon and stuff like that. And it's like, do you start getting mad about the stuff or do you try to, you know, come up with a way that you're taking care of? You know what I mean? Like, if we're not making money because sales are down, but I have somebody that busts their ass, right, in the store... Uh, you know, and they ask for a raise. Well, I'm going to give them the raise, you know, um, because they're 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 performing. But if I don't keep reinvesting back into my people, I'm going to have nothing. And I, I guess that's just in my head all the time. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. Some shows are better than others, and I really haven't done a whole lot of shows, so I really shouldn't talk. But Tinley just kind of takes me back. It's like, you know, it's kind of like what happened with Daytona, right? Yeah, well, it's think about it that way too. I mean, we've talked about how how would you feel if you sign up for White Plains and you find out you're in like the basement? Yeah, I would be pissed. But, but you paid the same amount for the guy who's got front row seat right at the door. Also, I mean, if you told me I was going to be in the basement and I really wanted to be at the show and that's the only opportunity I have, well, then I think it's up to the breeder that has a table to kind of promote. Yourself, yeah. Yourself you're gonna have and say, to, "Hey, I'm the in the basement," <laughs> and you're also going to have to keep. You're also going to have to keep signing up for the show. You're also going to have to keep dogging the people who promotes the show yeah. to get yourself into better real estate. That's how it happens. Sure. I mean, 
numerous times do we have people like I at one point was tucked into the deepest, darkest corner of Hamburg until Matt's like, I like it when you're set up behind me. And then he kept like telling Denise to set me up behind him. Right. Like, and that's how I got my table spot. And that's how it works. So it's not going to be easy. You have to put work into it. But it, it does also suck that you can't really do anything about it. You have to uh, kind of, you know, you have to sign up for it. You have to suffer through it. It sucks. Yeah. I get that. Sure. But if you want to do have a show presence, and if you want to do it, that's the way to do it. Um, go in with several friends and buy two or three tables in a row. This way you're all together. This way it makes it a little bit easier. Probably one of the reasons the carpet row even started is because we were so bored of being mixed all amongst ball pythons. We decided to have it all in one straight line and we can hang out together. Like, that's Yeah, all. sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I don't know. So maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll check out that because Oaks is what maybe like what thirty it's minutes like, from me. So yeah, it's like twenty minutes from me. I think at max. Okay. So. so it's in between. Basically, it's like sort of in between it's the me. King and of here. Prussia. Yeah, it's like. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know where you're talking. Is that by like the uh, outlets and stuff? Uh, kind of. It's in that Greater Expo Center. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. right in there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Cool. All right. <clears throat> um. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, so there's been a, uh, a a world's first, if you will, um, mm-hmm. that was produced in Australia uh, from KHP Reptiles. It's an albino yeah. super zebra jag. Um, pretty cool looking snake. Uh, has the tail, a little bit of the tail issue. Um, but, uh, what the cool thing is, it's kind of like, it's, it's very white, almost like what you see, um, with the moon glow or, yeah. you know, um, I'll have to, I'll have to send you the picture. So, you know, what? It, did you, you uh, yeah, I saw it. I oh, saw you saw it? it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess that's, uh. That's a cool thing for sure. It is. You know? It's very cool. It's the problem is, is that I, it's hard for me to get really excited about these, um, um, morphs. you know, <laughs> the, the, the baby morphs. Cause they're like, Oh man, look at all the colors. I'm like, it's a baby. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Show well, you, yeah. You always say that I get super yeah. excited and you're like, well, give it a couple let sheds. Me, Let's let see what it looks like it. then. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. It like, come on, man. <laughs> Oh man, is this so cool? Like, no, let well, me see it when it, you know, when it's like, you know, show me again when it's a year and a half old. Show me I, when it's two. I when think, the pattern is spread out, when the colors look bold. Well, this you know? has no pattern, so I know it has no pattern, <laughs> but the color's going to change a little bit. I think the cool thing is, is that now we're starting to see more and more albino super zebras. You know, because you remember for years we thought it was unattainable. I mean, yeah, that yeah. nobody could do it, and then it wasn't until what was it? Was it last year? It was I think it was 2018 was when, um, you know, uh, the first albino super zebra was actually produced. And now right. you got the jag mixed into it, um, which it's like the easiest morph to sort of uh, to sort of figure out um, yeah. if you got it or not. Um, but, yeah, I'd be, I'm curious to see what it looks like as an adult. The, the cool thing is it's got like this 
sort of two-toned head type of look. And it, it, you know, know what it reminds me of is those um, what is it the super zebra granites that you had? Oh yeah 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 yeah. They yeah. kind of had the different colored head, like the two-toned head. You yeah. know what's crazy about them? You're exactly right. That proves your mm-hmm. point. Like when they patched out, there was like a solid brown. Mm-hmm. And like now it doesn't look no, 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 anything no. like Tell that. Tell me more about how I'm correct. Keep yes, going. Yes, I want to hear this. You are correct. And now um, it's actually, uh, I think tomorrow I'm going to do a, just like a quick YouTube video and uh, show that snake off. But um, it's like bright yellow and gold and it's yeah that's a wild snake man looks uh looks pretty cool so we'll uh we'll definitely check out that i mean that that's that's really cool with that kind of stuff and i and i really do enjoy that it's like how um earlier later or sorry earlier this week you were sending me pictures of albino bread lie mm. and and i was spitting on the ground and saying the line you do not cross and you mm. were like but it's so tempting and then i think i was like quoting um Star Wars at you, if like you know, you were sup- you're not supposed to. It's the dark side. Don't do it. Like you know, it's dude. It's uh, Stop it. Stop. I mean, come anyway. on. You can't tell me that that's no, not a yeah, cool I looking can. snake. It's man. an unholy beast. It needs that, to be scorched from the earth. So Joe Ball, uh, he's another guy in Australia. He has like these albino bread lie crosses, and yeah, like they fire engine red crazy. with white on them, and it's just like. They look like a flavor of sherbet or something. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean, it's they're like just like candy cane came to life. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Dude, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm so tempted. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Say, like, when you saw that picture, did you walk in your room and go, like, I have the bread line. I mean, I could do it. You know, I think of all those years that Nick would be like, you know, you know how we would we'd be talking on the phone or whatever, and he would say like, you know, I could be making caramel zebras and this. And well, all now my stuff. thing is that you have a stonewashed male, and I know you have an adult albino female that's old enough. You could be the first one to make albino stonewashed bread line. I don't even know if I want to go into that, man. The but problem it, is, is that like we've said that now, and I know that Nick is like walking out of his house and like walking to a plane with the same like <laughs> yeah. expression on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Driving in a cab, showing up at your house, punches you in the face, turns around, gets back in the cab. Like, yeah, it's. So, I guess my thought is, <sighs> yeah, this is where you always have two trains of thought when it comes to this kind of thing. You know, I mean, like if Talk you're going to make. If you're going to make, you want to make the prettiest snake you can, right? Yes. Obviously, people are going to be drawn to pretty snakes. Yes. Do you think that for the average pet keeper, uh-huh. that it matters that it's pure or not? No. No? No. Right. Because you just said it. The average what? It's a pretty snake. Correct. So what, 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 what are the top... Pet snakes. I would say corn snake, royal python. Uh, what would be the third? I don't know. Uh, All right. So I break down pet snakes into several categories. One, there's easy, and that's why corn snake is number one, because you get the prettiest snake, and it's easy. Yeah. Then you get the intermediate, which is the one for a really cool price, and it's really kind of a little bit bigger than a python, but you're too much of a wimp to go further, and that's a ball python. Right. So it's a little bit bigger. Right. It's a little bit stockier, and then they come in cool colors. Then there is the Burmese python, where 
you kind of want a bigger python, but you only want the horribly inbred albinos that are too stupid to be aggressive. Right. So, and then there is retic because they come in a shit ton of colors and they're all gorgeous. Right. So those are your four top, those are your four pet snakes, in my opinion. Those are your top ones that people keep as pets. Um, and it's all because of they have great colors and uh, require different levels of care. So it all depends on where you feel you need to fit in. You know, if you can only have a 10-gallon tank, you're going to want a corn snake. If you're only if you're going to have a couple things and maybe breed a little bit, you're going to get a ball python. If you just want that big snake that you can show videos of feeding a rabbit to, but you're a little weary, you're going to get a berm. If you don't mind and you want that big, really cool snake that you can feed like, I don't know, whatever the hell you think, retake. Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, do you think that to the average person, a retic is a good pet? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I didn't say enough. that. Right. I said that it's one of the most popular. But the retic, I guess, and I'm not 100% on this. I'm just talking about my perception of it. But um, it seems like the retic guys have embraced the fact of just crossing whatever. to Almost exactly. to the detriment of... That they've lost some valuable uh, like, localities and stuff. Exactly. Garrett's whole thing of trying to get locality stuff because it's like they were here, but they've been crossed into everything because they got morph crazy. And that's just the way it is. That happens. Garrett's you know? kind of like Garrett's kind of like me. He kind of dabbles on both sides of the Both fence. sides. You yeah. can straddle both sides of the line. So it's, that's what I'm saying is if anybody were to do these projects – it would be somebody like you where you have the bread lie and you have the albinos and you have pure Darwin projects and you have other bread lie projects that aren't going to do this, but you're just going to dabble to see what you can make. I would be curious to see like, what... you're also the kind of guy that would take all the hats and throw them to Kribo. So like, also, I would. There's also that. Yes. So... Yeah. Don't forget about that. I would be like, huh? Riley huh. and Owen, uh, you have Kribos, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to send you a box. Yeah. Just freeze them and then I'll thaw them out and throw them on the plate. And I guarantee you they'll eat them. I don't know how I know. Because you've done it. <laughs> yeah, because they, they ate my stillborns from this year, tell you that much. So, yeah, I mean, yep. whew, yeah, that's a, that's, a, uh, that's, that's a tough one. You know, I think if I was going to do something like that, I would definitely use a bread lie male. And I'll tell you why. Because I wouldn't want to use a bread lie female where she's going to lay like 30 eggs. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? So I would try to go albino female, bread lie male. Um, and then that way. Maybe it's not as much. Yeah, but I mean, like, could you imagine you take that? <laughs> I think we're talking about this at Carpet. Talking, we're talking about Carpet Fest, and I'm like, dude, if you want to take a break from your room, just tag me in. I know your collection, and then I'm about to prove it. <laughs> so <laughs> I know you have a stonewash male, and I know that stonewash male is is a little bit bigger than the boy that I have, which is a proven male. Right. So I know you can use them, and I know you have an albino female. Which one? Or no, wait, do you have an albino female? No. I do. No, actually, you do. I do. You do. I have a caramel albino female that I... No, you went, too, no you went too far. It's ruined. <laughs> I just but imagine, Darwin. Like, would, would that... No, no, no imagining the caramel. You, you See, now you've ruined it. Now I don't even want to play anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> Coastal got involved. Is that it? Yeah. You bring, no, yeah, you're right. You, you keep... 
Bring, well, what are you going to do when Nick puts out the new house. book? What? <laughs> when Nick and Justin put out the new book and they're like, eh, they're kind of all the same. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. You will see tear, dried tear stains on my book, okay? Well, here's a question. Do you think that that will affect what people read? Yes, but I don't think it's going to happen as quickly as people think because let's put it this way. People still call Papuan pythons olive pythons. So I think the Morelia guys are hard to let go of that stuff. I think there's going to be very I think hard. there's going to be a hard fight on this one then. I think right I, because I, then because now the other thing is that I may be educated and I may have read the book and I know that they're different, but the person who's going to contact me about my Zebra Jags that are pure, right? Is that what we're saying now? Uh, zebra, yeah, Zebra Jags. Well, yeah, I mean, the first book they could have been pure. All right, all right, stop. <laughs> you no, just see you would see you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't agree to that one, and that was would, back I mean, in 2012, man. Baby steps. All right, I'm getting there. God. I mean, it's I'm eight years sorry. later, and here we are, and you're still Shut like, up. no. Right, my, so it's what my caramel granite zebras pure. Caramel would be coastal. Stop stop teasing me. Just say yes or no. I'm trying to make sure that I have it. Caramel, granite, zebra. Well, if you had albino, granite, caramel, zebra. Yeah, in theory, yeah. Dude, that's all of them. That's all of them, though. (laughs) That's that's coastal jungle, IJ, and No, Well, it depends on the coastal. I think they, from what I remember, if I'm not mistaken, the more northern stuff was a little bit different than the southern stuff. Ew. Ugh. Which? Oh, so now I have to try to figure out which coastals are the good ones? What the hell is this? <laughs> it's outrage. It's outrageous. So your tigers are really jungles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, God. Anyway. But yeah, I would be curious to like playing with a different. But uh, I do it. So so I I listed up that I have caramel albino zebra granites, and I put them up there. Mm-hmm. But then the first question I'm going to get is, are these pure whatever the hell's? And I'm going to reply with, well, actually, everything's all mixed up now. And I I guarantee you, <laughs> half the people are going to be like, yeah, or whatever. And then that's it. I lose the sale. Like I mean. It, it's going to take a while for some information to trickle down to the masses because I mean. We still have people who are talking about how mean carpets are, or we still have people who post up ads about jaguars and say, but it's like um, it's it's like we have people who still used to post up ads about jaguar pythons, and it's like it's a morph, right? You know that, right? And we also have people who post up post up ads for jags and say they're pure jungle. That's not true. <laughs> like. <laughs> People don't understand that much, and we're kind of expect them to throw wrenches in work. We still have people who refer to white lip pythons as Leo Python. I think I think with carpet guys, no matter what the taxonomy says, I think that the the way that the complex is now will for, mm. will will really be what rides. Meaning that I think your jungle guys are not all of a sudden going to be like, oh, I can make jungle jags and it's cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think, yeah, it's I gonna think they're be gonna hard sell. I mean, could you see Scott Borden just being like, "Oh, I got the green light. All right, Jungle Jacks, it is." We should, we should ask Scott what he feels about this. <laughs> He's just gonna punch me straight in the throat when he sees me. <laughs> just as so long as he yells throat punch before he does it, and yeah. then like just socks it, like then I'll allow it. Like you know. But I wonder, but. like, um, so we've we've seen an albino inland. 
Um, and that's pretty sharp. Um, yeah. We've now seen an albino bread lie, which is yeah. pretty sharp. Um, and then, seen an albino coastal, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, but that's a straight albino. Bias. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen an albino jungle, which is nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't What's know. What's left is what you're asking. I mean, like. We've also seen mixed blood, like albino IJs and Darwin's look the damn same. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you remember, but um, Bo Cabana um, yep. produced that um, IJ that came from the tiger. That's something we need to talk about, too, real quick. I, I know it's Poplin stuff and whatnot, but the tiger, the tiger pair, the, the thing, the, basically the lineage that produced the tiger uh, yeah. IJs that uh, I think basically it's. At this point, it's Kohler, Balin, and me. You, yeah. And I think that might be it that are working with that line. But anyway, they popped out this crazy-looking what almost looked like that. I mean, that, that albino bread light cross, um, mm-hmm. which, was, which was pretty wild. Unfortunately, it died. But, you know, there's that whole idea that that line could possibly have – some kind of albino, who knows, you know, or maybe it was just a one-off or maybe it didn't develop. And that, I mean, you can never, I mean, there's so much that has to go into, you know, proving it out once something pops out, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. But, um, when it comes to the tiger, I, I got this question the other day, so I figured I'd say it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Poplin tiger to me is just like the, uh, coastal tiger, you know, so let's start with what the the actual morph is. The actual morph is a striped carpet python, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, a polygenic trait. Um, and basically think of that like a selectively bred trait, right? Um, so you could have a striped coastal and you could have a tiger and they look pretty much the same. But why do we call one a tiger and why do we call one a stripe? And basically it comes if you have a coastal and it doesn't come from the Balin line of tigers, mm-hmm. we don't call it a tiger. We call it a stripe. So both Owen and I have tigers and we yep. also have striped coastals. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's like the Peterson line of striped coastals. Um, and then, you know, what happened is everybody sort of jumped on this, uh, this, this bandwagon with calling anything that's a striped tiger. So that's sort of what happened with the, uh, you know, the IJ uh, tiger. Mm-hmm. So people had this, and and Balin was one of the ones that was working with it way back when. I think he was like the main guy, right? Um, so obviously he called it a tiger. That's what it looked like, but it was a pop one. But I think sometimes people get confused because they're like, "Well, is it a cross?" And I'm like, mm, "No." But that being said, you have to be careful because. You could have somebody that breeds a tiger to a Poplin carpet. Then it is a tiger, yeah. Then you know it could be it could get it could get dicey. So what I would say is that if you're interested in that type of project, number one, find out if it's if they if they use just straight Poplins from that line, or do mm-hmm. they use coastals from you know if you're into coastals. Um, the weird thing is is that jungles have stripes, but nobody called them a tiger. And I think it's probably because nobody really worked with stripes. But in Australia, the striped jungles they call tiger jungles. So now how much is that because they saw the striped coastals going on over here? Could be. Could very well be. Um, I mean, and also it's like 
it didn't didn't Nick get into some heat for calling a uh Oh yeah, his Darwin yeah. line. Which I was pissed about because, you know, nobody said shit when, you know, Mike Curtin made his Russian Reds, Jason Mellon made his Poplin carpets, uh, you know, Tigers, and then Nick comes along and says, All right, well, I'm gonna make this line of Darwins that are striped. I'm gonna call them striped Darwins and everybody lost their shit and it was just like what? And I get mm-hmm. it. Some of the people made legitimate points where they were saying that um, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to confuse new people coming in because now you have three different subspecies with the same um, morph thing morph in it. Morph yeah. name, you know? So I don't know. But you have a tiger retic. You're not confused on that. You know, you're not like, yeah, but, uh, is there a crystal yeah, but- carpet in there? <laughs> Yeah, but tiger, tiger, and yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. When I mean, tiger and retic, <laughs> tiger and retic didn't start looking like tiger and carpet until you made super tigers, and that's when you're like, oh look, stripes. Now it makes sense. Right. Like it's one of those things. I don't know. Which, by the way, Matt was showing us pictures of a tiger yeah. mocha. Holy hell, dude! If that's not the are... coolest retic I've ever seen, god was, damn. Uh, um, my my het pods both shed uh, the other day, and I was looking at the male, and I dude, I just love the way his scales kind of like it's like white, and it kind of goes like bluish to get that kind of like dark kind of gray on his back, and I'm like, you are such a pretty animal, and then he tried to bite my face off, so <laughs> it was. Yeah, you chose poorly on the retech front. Did. <laughs> I really did. You know, I think they have the worst reputation of They're them all. really horrible. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a little, I'm, they're they're getting a little too big for the bins, and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> like it's, yeah, you know, this goes. <clears throat> yeah, that was another thing that came up when we were talking. It's like, you know, I think, I think, I think for the most part, like the big snakes, just like I love them. They're beautiful, uh, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm getting old. I don't want to be messing around with. Fucking twenty foot retic. <laughs> no, it's like, and that's my thing. Is like they, ate, they, ate, uh, they both ate XL rats yesterday, right? I don't see the lumps in them, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh <laughs> <It's> man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Damn it! And it's like, and now it's like, all right, well, how much are guinea pigs? I'm like, if you get that's them on guinea thing, pigs, man. you're just gonna have to push them onto rabbits yeah. after a certain point. So just get them onto the rabbits. And there's. That's, they can be expensive to feed, man, for sure. I know, yeah. like it's like five bucks a pound for a rabbit or something like that. Sometimes it's wow. Well, I have friends that breed rabbits, so um, every once in a while they have like they leave the uh, they leave the the son in there with the mom a little too long, and they get a, a batch of horrible inbred babies. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm like, hey, if you get those messed up ones that you don't want to breed, like a raise up, I will take them. Right. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, what else did I have on my list? All right. So I guess we could real quick talk about the Northeast Carpet Fest. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Let's break everyone's heart right now collectively. <laughs> so we met this weekend and we we're going back and forth with some ideas of like uh, what to do and, 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 um, you know, how I feel like 
We canceled it. There's no Northeast Carpet Fest this year. And they're not doing it. <laughs> we almost did. <laughs> you know I mean, like, have you panicked yet? Are you okay? Yeah. We're going to have Carpet Fest, we promise. So. I feel like... Uh-oh. I feel like Carpet Fest has be, has kind of lost its the the whole purpose of Carpet Fest. And, like, I'm trying to... and And... The rest of the Carpet Fest can do what they want. I'm not judging them at all. But, like, I'm trying to get back to what Carpet Fest was about. And sort of like what me, you, Matt, and Keith did this past weekend, to me, is what Carpet Fest was about. Right. You know, it's not about auctions. It's not about, you know, uh, sponsors and and. and 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 that's all good, you know, because it's going to good causes and all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not trashing it at all. But like you know, our idea was not was not that. Mm-hmm. Our idea was a low key thing where people that were into this type of snake, which again I say this a lot, it wasn't that we you know it's not that we're against other types of snakes, but like. You know, at the time when we started this, it was people that were into Moralia. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's what it was. And we were the ugly brown snakes in the corner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And more importantly, it was about in particular, it was carpet python people and and the carpet python community back then, you know, some of us so so basically we all were on that forum right and you had people on that forum that were strictly scrub people you had people mm-hmm. like david means he didn't keep carpets you know um the first carpet fest i think there was probably more chondro people there than there were oh yeah carpet oh, python yeah. people you know what i mean you i mean you had guys that were like some of the big names at the time that were what that were there um because I mean, it's not that far of a reach. You know what I mean? It's like you have a carpet python. It's not that far of a reach to have a chondro. And it's not that far of a reach to have a scrub. And it's not that far of a reach to uh, to have, you know, a rough scale. And, mm-hmm. I mean, back then, we it really wasn't there. So we kind of just lumped it all together. But the, the main thing, is, the main group of people were carpet python enthusiasts. And... Um, you know, it grew and it grew and it's and it's growing and that's great and it's it's all over and 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 all that. But it seems like it's now become this thing where it's like there's no I'm not feeling the love for the carpet python anymore. It's become something different. And it's just like we just took this name because this was this name mm-hmm. and you know I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I thinking this wrong? Well, Am I looking at it well, there? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking I mean, out loud. I probably shouldn't do it on a podcast. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, probably not where everybody can hear us. But um, I do think that what we kind of, you know, people got to understand is that the auction was really just for US ARC the one year. Uh, and then we just kind of made it a little bit of a thing. And we didn't really ever mean for it to be what it was. Um, yeah, we still want to sell T-shirts, but maybe we don't want to do the auctions. Um, at least not in the Northeast. But like I said, we don't care what every other Carpet Fest chapter does. Don't don't care. Don't care. Sure. Southern Carpet Fest didn't have an auction. Um, last time I checked, Northwest hasn't done an auction. They just do T-shirt sales and stuff like that. It is what it is. Um, so we're kind of just trying to get away from that. Uh, we are also tr- looking at things to do in other places. Carpet Fest has gotten very big. 
Yeah. Um, so so much to the point that it can't really be held at my house without it being really crammed. Um, Eric's house is it's getting kind of tight. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing. Also, people got to understand is that, uh, you know, um, Howard used to lock us out of his snake room. Like what snake room tours is something that we normally didn't do. So we're looking for potentially moving it to an offsite venue where it can accommodate all of us and we can have some, you know, extra cool hangout stuff. We're trying to work on that. Obviously we have certain criterias that have to meet. Um, we're also open to potentially other people willing to host Carpet Fest at this point. Um, you know, obviously Eric and I would vet you horribly, and uh, that's a that's a last resort a type last of thing resort because kind of yeah, I think when he, when we had it at a Howard's place, not that Howard's a great guy and he did a huge. I mean, he's really you know he's the guy that we had the idea, and he allowed it to happen. Because he welcomed those people into his house. Like, if, if it was Carpet Fest now, and we were saying that this is what it was going to be, I don't think it... I don't think we could have had it there. I don't think Howard would have went for that. You know, Although I mean? he did tell me that he really wants to have the tenth carpet fest back at his house because he wants to see everybody attempt to cram into his house <laughs> and have him like stand. He said he wants to stand on a picnic table and be like, "This is what it was like." And I'm like, "You're a madman." Yeah. So um, it's it's that. I mean, so we're trying to we're we're open to some new ideas, new suggestions. I know we asked a lot of people. Last year, towards the tail end of Carpet Fest, if anybody would be willing to help out, give us some ideas. Um, if you contacted us, let us know. Shoot us an email. Uh, info get, at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. I did get know. a lot of people that reached out, especially in the Northeast, and, you know, in yeah. that, in that that's their go-to Carpet Fest. And, um, you know, <clears throat> um, we're not saying we might, necessarily, we might not even necessarily change it for this year, but we do want to keep an open mind and see what we can change for yeah, we th- building. We, th- we thought about having it at a um, – not to copy off of ICAST, but something similar to how they had ICAST in, in, in something Hotels. like that, like a, yeah. in a yeah. hotel and have like a – you know, if we if we rented a ballroom, that way everybody's at one spot and they can all hang out. You don't have to drive. Right. You know, there's all this stuff. But if I'm going back to what you said a minute ago about the snake room tours, look, man, I love showing people my snakes. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do. I love it a lot. But here's the problem. Like, you know, when, when, you, when I'm spending all day in a snake mm-hmm. room, and I can't tell people no because I know that that's part of the draw. You know what I mean? That's I know. that's that's I know part of the thing. And and like you know, you and Matt and the guys that like want to you know want to do what we did the other day. I, you know, you guys are like, what the fuck, Eris? <laughs> tell them to sh- you're not just shut the door and lock it. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I mean, like, and I understand that, but that's. You got to remember, we spent how long at Keith's place talking to him before we even went down to the snake room? Like, out of the entire time we spent at Keith's, how much did we actually spend down in the snake room? Not a lot. Exactly. Not a lot at all. I so mean, we it's walked like, through. He showed us what he had. We kind of looked at what he, you know, he, he pulled out things. Check that, out some stuff, and then yeah. we bugged out. So the right. thing is, is that it's it's one of those things that we're saying. We're not, again, we're not necessarily saying that we would change it. But we are open to ideas, and we're trying to figure some stuff out, trying to see if the, there is a natural progression or a natural growth for Carpet Fest. Because you got to understand, it started here, and we're moving here, and now we want to keep going. Of course, we're still going to have the T-shirt sales. Of oh, course, absolutely. we're going to have some other stuff. We have actually – the whole thing with the store is that we'll be able to put them up there, and there won't be any more of those stupid time limits. 
people can order shirts and buy the shirts and we're going to have them for you guys till next carpet fest. So, cause that was my always thing is that people would come up to me at carpet fest and be like, I didn't get a shirt and I can't get it to you. So now I'm going to be able to direct you towards our merchandise store and right. you can buy it. Right. So it's one of those things that we wanted to change that. We'll also throw a few other things with the new carpet fest logo on it. Um, and we'll go from there. I mean, you know, if and like I said, if you wanted to help out with Carpet Fest in any way, maybe you're an artist and you want to come up with a new logo, whatever, let us know. Um, and we're going to see what's up. Yeah, I mean, this would be our ninth year doing it. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, again, like... I, I, I hope I hope I'm not saying that I don't I don't want people to take this take it wrong or what I'm saying or whatever. But, you know, like to me, it's 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 we're looking to to have it evolve uh, a bit. And um, um, at the same time, looking to kind of get some of the the magic that happened at the very first ones. And the people that will understand this is the people that went to ICAST. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what sometimes I, I, I don't want to speak for 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 Buddy. But, I mean, part of me must think that the reason that he's, like, gung-shy about, well, multiple reasons, but can you recreate that? Can you no. recreate that same thing that you had? I mean, like, there was yeah. so many things that came into play with that first iCast that, like, I mean, you had Rico Walder there. You had Eugene Bissett. You had Trooper Walsh. I mean, these were guys that are, like, I mean, they are, like, and, the godfathers of the Condro hobby. You know, the only complaint I would have is that we all had the snakes there, and we were too busy worried about what the hell was going on with the snakes. At what? Oh, at ICAS? Yeah. See, see, that's the difference. Like, I, I know you, I, you guys, like, I know that's where we, me and you kind of split. Like, to mm. me, the more important, I said, fuck the snakes. I'm going to listen know, to these I guys know, talk. I know, which is, why, <laughs> which is why I'm saying, like, if they weren't there, what level could that have been? I mean, like, it, it was cool having them sure. as a show, but it would have oh, been I better got, just I get what not even saying. worry about them. I got, so I potentially that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it, Almost like we're trying to make it almost have the atmosphere of like, say, a bananas and a dinner after Tinley Park. The snakes are set up, not here. We don't have to worry about them. And we're all here just having a good time and relaxing. Because that's where so, people that's where the yeah. community comes together. And really, exactly. in a nutshell, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? I mean, you're 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 about trying to get um, this community to be to be. And, and you know, I mean, look at. The cool thing about it is, is that if you look at other factors of the hobby and like other sections of the hobby, you know, that have huge followings without even trying, they don't have that. Like you don't see a no. Royal Python Fest. Although they did go down to, to like what, Mexico for the Ball Python Symposium. Well, they had a symposium, so. but to me that's – and, you know, they probably did exactly what I'm talking about. You know, they probably talked – but but – you know, they talked about what they were passionate about, whether it's the market right. or, you know, morphs or whatever. And, 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 you know, I think Australia did it. Australia did it. They didn't do a carpet fest, but they did a mutation the, uh, symposium. Uh, Remember, um, you know, the, yeah, it was uh, talking about it was a well, I know. Uh, was Nick there? 
No, no, no. Nick wasn't there. Um, I remember at the time we had Damian Hyde on the show. And yeah, he, he was yeah, one yeah. of the presenters there. And, you know, you had like basically, you know, it was a bunch of guys. Uh, pe- oh, I shouldn't say guys, but a bunch of people that were together um, talking about, you know, the the mutation hobby of of pythons. And well, I don't even know if it was just pythons. I think they might have had even more than that. But, you know, I think I don't know if Peter and, and um uh, but uh, Maynard were together at that point doing like mm. Reptile Australia. I don't know if that was right before, right after. I couldn't remember the timeline exactly. But anyway, I know he was the he was basically the guy that threw it. But like he kind of did that type of thing where he had talks, but at the same time it was dinner and it was it, you know it, it just seemed like it was a very put together, awesome event yeah. type of deal and like you know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I get that. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to call a shot right now and uh, say that um, when that zoo is built, what's that one that um, uh, Graham is? Uh, God, why can't I remember it? What, in Arkansas? The yeah. reptile park? Yeah, the hot springs. Yeah, the uh, hot springs reptile national park. Or reptile park, yeah. Once that's built, we will have the first carpet python symposium there. Oh man, that would be spectacular! Yeah, in the library. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I don't know. That's something. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at that because we did. They won't even know we're doing it. We're just going to show up one day. And <laughs> yeah, we're going to knock gonna on the door. Knock on the door, and they have to accommodate all these carpet python. Randall, Grant, yeah. hello, what's I'm up, Eric? Yeah. This is Owen. Hi. Oh, we're going to move in for a couple days. We're in a couple days. Don't do a worry. symposium. We brought a bunch of people. Want right. to go herping? And that's it. I'm pretty sure they're going to let us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Shit, man. I mean, even if, you know, the, the whole rant I went on about the podcast people being together and kind of doing it. I mean, shit, man. You could even have a get together like that of just the various. It, po- it I mean, doesn't matter. I mean, what is it? The one time we went and grabbed dinner with Joe, Melissa, and Matt. That was awesome. It was fine. Whatever. Yes. It's cool. Like, so, yeah, that's what we're trying to get back with Carpet Fest. Um, the other thing is that it will, it, uh, it won't be in June. No. It'll be in August. Correct. And now, I, I think. Now, the... uh, pause for effect. Right. <laughs> All right. Yes. We know you're panicking. Right. Certain people, but other people don't seem to care. The reason for that, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of birthdays, graduations that we've had to deal with in June. Also, we keep scheduling it accidentally on the day of Hamburg when a lot of people vend the June Hamburg show. Right. Nobody vends the August Hamburg show. It's horrible. Right. So, um, well, it's it's, also, a, it's a little it's, bit selfish on my part as is. well, because <laughs> here's the thing, like, um, you know, we're opening up the yard. We're, we're trying to get stuff together, um, you know, depending on the, if the weather's cooperating or not, you know, it gives us basically a month. And, like, yeah. I've been in my house now for, what, three years, I guess it's been, and I have so much work to do in the house, but I never get to do it because, you know, come April, pretty much March, April, May, June, I have – I have two things going on. Well, three things going on. I have the podcast, I have my breeding, and then I have, you know, Carpet Fest Carpet that's Fest, planned yeah. for. And, like, really, up until this point, most of that work has fallen on me and you. <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? Like, it's, it's, you know, 
And that's the other thing. Like, that's why I reached out and it's like, you know, we're going to have to like kind of gather some people up and get some out. And what was awesome is people responded to me like you wouldn't believe. I, I, I couldn't believe how many people were like, whatever you need, man. We're, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need. Um, uh, so that's good. But <clears throat> we're going to do it in August because it gives us some time to get some stuff together and it's not as rushed and. You know, again, everybody's got graduations at the beginning. It's right by Father's Day where we did it all the time. And I know it's competing with Daytona and all that stuff. But to be honest with you, my birthday in June. And that's I never wanted to be around you people when it's my birthday for a fear for my eyebrows and other things that you would shave off of me when you got me intoxicated. (laughs) So. It's, yeah, it's I mean, better it's, to have it in August. It's yeah. not going to be the weekend of Daytona, obviously. Uh, but, duh. Yeah. Um, but that same time, I, I don't, I, I, don't I hate care. to say it like this. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go to Daytona, okay. that's awesome. Go right. to Daytona. Or if You've you want to come to You've clearly chosen your priorities. Right. Okay. And that's fine. Right. We're not going to be insulted. No, but absolutely not. Like we talked about with the decisions of your reptile room, you're going to need to make a choice if you want to come to Carpet Fest or not. Right. There you go. And that's the thing is, unfortunately, we aren't going to be able to please everybody. There will be people who will be real upset if we have it not at Eric's house and someplace that doesn't involve a snake collection. There will also be a lot of people who are going to be really pissed off if we have it in August. There are also going to be a lot of people who are going to come up and be like, no auction? I'll be like, yeah, I know. So we got it. But this is – what what we feel we're going to try to do. So so now that we've done all this, um, so he, there's there's a couple reasons why we're not the auction thing is is we're kind of moving away from because we're going to be we're starting to get involved with a which I think is just the greatest thing ever. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, a project um, it's called it basically there's the in in Australia there's um, uh, I only know them as the Brisbane project. Um, but basically, uh, Scott introduced us to them and, and, you know, he had talked to me before <clears throat> about if we would, you know, do anything to help these guys out. And to me, uh, we're going to be doing something to, to help wild carpet pythons. I mean, that's a no brainer. Yeah. That's just a no fucking brainer. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Especially with, you know, I now, I mean, now, I mean, like I'm trying to think of a way that we can come up with, um, you know, uh, other than what I've donated personally, but like, I don't know, maybe we could do a fundraiser, do something like, you know, how cool would it be if we could get somebody to design something with like a carpet python inside Australia or something like that. And that'd be awesome. All those proceeds would go to the fires in Australia. You know, let's let's do that. How about we do that? If you are an artist and you're wanting to work with us, reach out to us at info at MarylandPythonRadio.com. If you have a cool design that you want to toss up on a shirt, uh, we'll, of course, give you all kinds of credit towards it, and then we'll put all the proceeds to the Australian fires. And then we'll have another design for uh, the Python, the uh, the Brisbane group. We are still working on the design for um, Ari's T-shirt so that all the proceeds go to That's his ball and I research. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to have more stuff on there that would go towards different research things. If you are involved in any kind of reptile uh, like research or any kind of reptile-like charity, and you want to toss us a T-shirt design to throw up on our Teespring store, we will do that. 
and we're not and a, let us know to send all the proceeds to. We're not we're, we're not taking anything from these. They're going to everybody who needs them, not us. Right. I'm good. I got enough T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, the what I <laughs> yeah, but what I was gonna say is is like if 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 you're local. Yeah. Maybe you have some kind of research that's local to, to where we totally. are. You know what I mean? I would love to see if you're doing copperhead research, timber research, hellbender indigo. research, indigo research. If you're I don't I don't know, if you do spotted salamander research, dude, send me a t shirt design. I will throw it up on the store. <laughs> like I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, also if you if you maybe if you know somebody who doesn't listen to our podcast Turn it to, you know, send us their information. We'll reach out to them. Yeah, I would love to bring somebody into the fold, into what I call the NPR inner circle um, mm-hmm. that uh, that is like a designer and can do that. I, I yeah. mean, you know, and I don't, I, you know, yeah. first of all, I have to say kudos to Jeff, kudos yeah, to Zach. He, they, they've for, kept yeah. us afloat. And, and, and if Jeff wants to do it, I'm all for that. But like, totally. <laughs> I, I just I would I would want somebody that's that wants to work with us, mm-hmm. um, and then like because I think we have ideas. Um, we do. I just am horrible at anything artistic. Right. I'm good at artistic. I'm not, I'm not the best drawer, designer. That kind you're of a musician. Thing. Yeah. I mean so that's yeah. that's my art. <laughs> we can't we can't play we can't sell guitar riffs. I mean, yeah. well, we probably could. Yeah, we probably could. I mean, MP3 things. I mean, but that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we're di- and here's the other part of <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs> I got the. Do you remember? We're in Australia. Every time you saw a mountain, you're like, you imagine me up there playing a guitar? And I just kept imagining that would be the cover of your album. Is like Shreds for Australia, and it's got you jamming and me behind you with the cowbell. Damn, like, how yeah, cool would that be? That'd be great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we only do one song. <laughs> don't, don't Fear, fear the, the Reaper. Reaper. The whole time. Yes. <laughs> Five uh, tracks of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yes. Order now. We do NPR. an acoustic com. version. We do an oh, yeah. electric version. We do a metal version. Whatever you want, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, um, perfect. But the the other part of June, just so everybody knows, is like then what kind of uh, you know was the catalyst for this whole thing is the fact that we're going to be involved in the Bowen Symposium at um, right um, at the uh, IHS in uh, um, in June, and there's just no way that I can be involved in that and throw Carpet Fest the next weekend. It just it's it can't happen. So. Have mercy, you monsters. <laughs> so that's where we're at. So, um, like Owen said, if you have some ideas, some thoughts, maybe you, you know, we're open to it. Um, yeah. Just send them to us, uh, info at MarayPythonRadio.com, and, and, you know, we'd love to hear it. Um, if you want to be involved, you know, reach out. Um, I think that uh, that Australia <clears throat> shirt, I might be able to swing something with that, but yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just learning. Like, uh, I'm getting into Photoshop now. Like for the longest time, I've, I haven't used it, but now I have it. I'm starting to mess with it. I'm sure in a couple years I'll be able to to do it myself, but that's not where I'm at now. And I kind of want more people involved. I want people like there's a lot of artistic people out there that that are into uh, reptiles. That uh, you know. Give them a chance to show off what they do, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see that painting that? 
Oh dear God, that was that Bill had made. Yeah, like, that was disgustingly beautiful. Yeah. God damn! Exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Man, that's like a man. That's just cool. So. So yeah, if you're into it, if you want to get involved, please reach out to us. If you're a designer who would like to chuck up some designs with us, that's totally cool with us. Um, if you're Jeff Frederick listening to us and you're going to just message us and be like, guys, what the hell? That's fine too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not, idiots. We're not just trying ask. to stop you from doing yeah. anything, we're but just, 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 please, we don't know what to do. Please tell us. <laughs> like That's all yeah. we need. Right. So, um, and yeah, we'll go from there. Obviously, uh, uh, we want to give all credit to artists that is due. If you require some sort of uh, compensation, we can work always at it too. Work at that too. I mean, you just got to let us know. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we did it. I think, I think we we've done it. it. Yeah. I think we've totally torped. I think there's still people screaming about the changes we've made to Carpet Fest that we haven't even made yet. Yes. Yeah, so they're not we even official. about them. But, uh, Oh my God! So uh, if you want to follow the info of what's going on, go over and check out the Facebook group page that we have, the Northeast Carpet Fest. Yep. Um, and that's where all the talks are going to be and all that. But uh, I don't think anybody realized that you changed the uh, name of the pick of the week um, over the <laughs> break. Um, I know. I, I, I was snuck that in. Right? Hell for that. <laughs> I snuck that in. Well, really, it is our community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's about time we laid we, we we claimed ownership of it. God damn it! Yeah, so it is. It's uh, so if you're interested in seeing what's going on, uh, to me, I think it's the best Morelia group on the uh, on Facebook, and this is why, um, because it, it it encompasses all of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like you and can go there and see carpets. You can see condros. You can see rough scales. We're also open to, even though, like I said, they're not officially morally anymore but scrubs. in our world they always will be uh scrubs and bolins and um you know shit we even like womas and blackheads yeah. and all, post, australian pythons post you know shit I mean? like we don't it's fine we're not going to get really pissed right. off unless you post obviously no for sale ads and no spamming the entire thing with one picture at a time of the same snake okay right that's it but and that's all we ask a, it's a group centered around morelia you want right. to show off what you got there's the do place it. to do it. So, you know. Um, there's a good group of Australian people there. There's a good group of European people there. There's a good group of Canadian people there. There's, there's a good also, group of uh, uh, Americans. The, the NPR chat where you can go, and it's usually just a lot of it. used to be for the chat for during the live show, but now that we do it recorded, it kind of just turned into a reptile-like chat with a bunch of people. So um, yeah, that's you can always join on that. That's <laughs> never going to stop yeah so i mean you can always check out on that um hmm. real quick uh yep. so our website moreypythonradio.net right that's our yep. website um, that is it eventually it's going to be .net.com but the new one that we're, we're at is moreypythonradio.net uh I've, I've been working on that a lot uh, so you can go check it out um there if you have a question a comment uh suggestion whatever uh, info at moreliapythonradio.com is our email. Like Owen said, Morelia Pick of the Week, the NPR community. Um, you know, if you're interested in what we do, that's the place that you want to be. That's where we're, we're hanging out. Um, and uh, I have to give the uh, the Southeast Carpet Fest, uh, you know, is Saturday, February 8th. It starts at 3 p.m. Um, it's at uh, Cody and uh, Pia Bartolini's uh, spot. Uh, in Melrose, Florida. 
Um, they have an auction. They didn't actually put it up yet, but um, uh, I know that they got a, a ton of items and whatnot, and that's all going to NIDO research. So, nice. um, so that's awesome. So, you know, that gives, uh, again, it's, it's advanced in the hobby, so that's a good thing. But I want to do something different than what they're doing, not the same. So that's kind of. Yeah, they what. can do that. And we just, we just want to have a really cool reptile hangout with all our reptile friends. Yeah. That's it. That's yep. the whole point. And that's what we're going to do. Right. And if you'd like to help us execute that, let us know. Yeah, because we got the most awesome group of people, man. <laughs> I mean, do. really, and they're really crazy people, but they're awesome at the same time. Yeah, some of them are terribly scary, but it's just like, and we to- and we totally failed on our store. We didn't get that up and running by the. Uh, but <laughs> if you go to the website, if you go to MoreliaPythonRadio.net, right at the bottom of the page, you'll see there's a link there, and it's a little bubble thing that'll take you to you can go board, order Teespring some stuff store. yeah yeah so we're more is coming right. of my logo your logo other carpet old carpet fest designs yep uh, a couple t-shirts that i still have to dig out the uh patterns and i will um and then we'll go from there yeah if you want to get uh follow me eb morelia uh basically anything under that you can follow me um ebmorelia.com.net, um, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you want to get in contact with me, eric at ebmorelia.com. Um, and Graham, I promised the YouTube video, so I'm going to work on that tomorrow. <laughs> Is it a YouTube video? He, pro- he he begged me. Well, he didn't beg me. I shouldn't say beg. That's a, that's a strong word. That's a strong word, Owen. That's that's too strong of a word. He asked if, if uh, he said basically that he hasn't seen a YouTube video uh, from me in quite a while, which is true. It is true, and yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver on that tomorrow, even if it's just something that's just thrown together, just something to show you guys that I'm here and alive. And we also um, this week is gonna be the release of the. Um, we still have to come up with a name for it, but uh, little segments uh, that uh, me and Owen are gonna do sporadically about uh, about carpet python. So. Right, um, right. We have to do that. And also, it's the, um, uh, I mean, I, I do enjoy that you're going to do a proof of life uh, kind of video. Like, is it going to be you holding a newspaper and showing them that you're still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, yep. yes, yes. As it should be. So. And that's all I got. That's that's it for cool. me. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up rogue reptiles at facebook.com. And you can also follow me at rogue underscore reptiles at Instagram and check out all the cool stuff we got over there. Um, shipping still shut the hell down. It's uh, not going to happen because it's wintertime, but it doesn't mean you can't purchase a snake and wait till springtime to have it shipped out. Or now's a good time to start a payment plan. Uh, I'm going to be doing some shows coming up soon, probably in the next couple of months. I think I'm going to miss this Oaks, but I'm going to try to get another one. But if you do want an animal delivered to one of those shows, uh, that I'm attending, just reach out to me. Let me know. Other than that, that's all we have for you guys today. So we'll say thank you all for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.
Oh 